0: It's so good to be able to share with you this evening. My name is Andy. I'm a curate here at St. Nick's. And uh, like Rob and Sonia said earlier, um, we're just so glad to have you all here. Isn't it good to be sitting next to people we don't know, if you're in the first few rows? Um, It feels a bit strange. We're getting used to it. We're warming up to it. Um, For all those still keeping their distance, I get you. I understand. Um, I know why you want to do that. Um, But we're we're getting back into things. And over the last few weeks, we've been digging into our 4D vision series. Um, If you... If you might know, our church vision here at St. Nick's is to play our part in the evangelization of the nation, the revitalization of the church, and the transformation of society. And um, to do that, we, we've got some values which describe the way that we want to do that. And um, you might have heard over the last few weeks, we've had aim high, we've had dig deep, we've had reach wide, and now tonight, I'm going to be digging into Go long. And uh, we we take our values from Ephesians 3, verse 17 uh, to 18, which says this, And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. So, what is Go Long all about? Well, in a nutshell, we want to be in this for the long haul. We want to make a difference in this city. We want to be a community that lasts. We don't want to be a sort of flash in the pan, but we want to see things for, that make, different, make a difference in Bristol for future generations and generations to come. Now, I've got some, I've got some marshmallows just here. I don't know if I, can anybody can see that. Hopefully, the camera will pick that up. Um, has anybody heard of the Stanford marshmallow experiment? Um, a few people have, um, effectively, you've probably seen it on adverts, maybe the Haribo advert, I think they do it, I don't know, um, where they put, a, um, they put a marshmallow in front of a child, and they say, I'm going to be back in 15 minutes. Um, if you haven't eaten the marshmallow at that point, you can have two marshmallows instead of just one marshmallow. Um, which, you know, is quite a tough test if you're a child and there's a marshmallow right in front of you. Um, And effectively, it's a display of delayed gratification. So it's saying, I know something good is coming if I'm disciplined in this moment right now. Um, So I thought we'd have a little go with our front row, if that's all right. Um, So I'm going to put this down here in front of you guys. Now, you can eat the marshmallow at any point. That's all any of you, okay? That's right there. But if by the end of this talk the marshmallow is still there, you'll all get a marshmallow, okay? <laughs> right, see what happens. They're, they're look a, I was going to say, they look, a, bit, they look a, bit, uh, a little bit hungry on the front row, so maybe we might not get there. Um, we'll get back to that. Um, but I love this passage, which helps us to understand and envision what it might look like to see the longevity of what we're doing. I'm convinced that I was rubbish at delay gratification when I was growing up. I remember if I had to do some homework, and I was like, if I just do this homework, then I can play Xbox. I probably would have done it. I'm going to play some Xbox and then squeeze in my homework before the last minute. And I I just couldn't do it. I was rubbish at it. but I love this passage, which shows us, okay, if we want to set our minds on what's good in the long haul, the benefits, the, the, the thing that we know is to come, the marshmallows for everyone approach, then we want to dig into this scripture, and I want to just read it to us again. It says this, do not rebuke an older man harshly, but exhort him as if he were your father. Treat younger men as brothers brothers. Older women as mothers and younger women as sisters with absolute purity. He says, treat your church like family. And I know that for fam- uh, family is a complicated word for so many people. And it can be a little bit confusing. And sometimes our family relationships are a little bit difficult. Um, but what he describes, I think, is is a, is, a, is a good family that looks after each other. And he mentions purity, have a sense of sort of a pure relationship between a brother and a sister, or a, a child and a mother, or a child and a father. And I, I don't think it's surprising that Paul chooses this family image when he's talking to Timothy um, about what, a church, what the church should be like. Because Paul treats Timothy like a son in the faith, he he raises him up, he mentors him, and he and he and he invests him in, in him, and then sends him out um, to this church in Ephesus to, to oversee it as a pastor. But Paul wasn't just investing, he was also being invested into. Paul had a, a spiritual father of the faith. That's Barnabas. Barnabas was the son of encouragement. He, he took a risk on Paul and said, Paul's going to come with me. They went on a journey together, they trained together, They invest and Barnabas invested in him. And then he released Paul. I wonder what it would look like for us to address the challenges of this city if we saw each other as family. Maybe the challenges for the church would be easier to reach as well. You may have heard the Church of England is a slightly old church. Our average age is 62, um, which is quite old. Um, That means there's quite a lot of people who are over 62, um, and not too many people who are below it. So it drags the average age up. And that includes children in that number. There's challenges for the church. What What would being a family change for that? But also there's challenges for us, for each of us as individuals. Challenges for our faith. If we saw the church as family, what difference would it make for us in our faith? And so my first point tonight is go long. That's what we're talking about. But what does that mean? And the first thing I want to draw out of that is that we have to think of the long haul. We have to change our mindset. Just like... The marshmallow on the floor in front of these guys. We don't want to think about what's going on right now, the benefits that we could get for now at the expense of later. We want to think of what's the thing we need to do now to prepare for later. And I love that that, that sort of language, go long. I don't know about you guys, but in, in my head, it conjures up someone on an American football pitch and, you know, the quarterback or something, and he's got the ball, and, and he's got all these people rushing towards him, and his teammates are flooding upfield. And... In American football, the idea is you've got to get the ball in the end zone, right the other end of the pitch, right? And you've got the ball, and, you've, and you're saying, right, I'm going to go long, and you, you look up, your head, you lift it, because you've got to see past the challenges and see past what's in front of you to realign your thinking to what's important in the future. We have to switch our mindset for the long term because the church needs to invest in young people. It needs it because in the long term, there might not be any. There might not be a church if we don't do it. You know, we focus on children, on youth, on students, on young adults because we know that in the future, those things are going to be important. Investing now pays dividends in the future. And you know what, there's always someone to invest in in the church. I love how it says, treat them, treat younger people like a brother or sister. I mean, you, you might not have got on that well with your brother or sister, um, but he's talking about it as adults, like for, for younger people, if you have a, I mean, if you're an adult and you've got a sibling, hopefully you kind of care for them and you want the best for them and you, wanna, you want them to grow. You want them to do their best and to be the best they can be. I love Spark, which is something that um, uh, is one of our social action uh, ministries at the church. Kate Spence heads it up. And what Spark is, is it's giving mentors to young people who are at the risk of exclusion. And just having one person who they meet with weekly just becomes a solid base that they can start their life on. Some, some sort of investment in them that says, you're worth an hour of my time a week. That, that's small. But just having somebody who cares for them, looking out for them week on week can make such a difference. You know, we are the family of God. God is our Father, and we become children and brothers in Christ. It changes the way we see things. I I had a little boy six months ago, Me and my wife did, and uh, his name's Eli, he's awesome. Um, And it, it changes your mindset. When you have somebody who's dependent within your family unit, it just shifts everything. You start to think of things so differently. I mean, Obviously, there's a few things you can't do um, in the here and now, but you start to think, oh, well, where are we going to live in this this many years' time? What are we going to do for this? How are we going to invest our money? What are we going to spend this on? And you start to think, oh, I need to think of the long haul. Well, we have dependent brothers and sisters in this church on each of us who we need to care for, we need to invest in, we need to look out for. And it's easy to go for the short-term goals. I know that I've turned up to church so many times, and I've felt drained, and I've felt tired. And all I want to do is focus on me. And it's like, God, I'm here. I need just, it's just me and you now. Just me and you. And, and you know what? We, we sort of want that. We want to focus on God. But let's not forget to look left and right and to think, actually, who else is here with me that I can invest in, I can care for? What will we give for the sake of others? Let's change our mindset. Let's go long. So that's the first thing, change our mind. And the the second thing that I want us to do um, tonight, and I think is in this passage, is to seek wisdom. Seek out spiritual fathers and mothers, older brothers and sisters that you can learn from. Even even in, in disagreeing, Paul says to Timothy, think of them as a father. So it says, exhort them, teach them like a father. And you know why he uses father? Because they, they, they knew to honor their fathers and mothers. They had to honor the, the experience they had, the, um, the, the sort of position that they had within the church and within the community, sorry. And I think for us, we so often want to learn from the people at the front, which is obviously a good thing. Hopefully, they've been trained and they know what they're doing. I I mean, I don't want to speak for myself. Um, But we also might think, actually, I can learn from the people beside me, those that are maybe just one step ahead of me, one step in front of me, who've done the thing that I'm currently doing in life, and they're just that little bit ahead. They can help us in that. I remember when I was at university and I has a I we I was in a church and it was I was kind of coming into my third year and I knew that I, I wanted to sort of Invest in in my sort of what I was thinking about doing next. And I knew I wanted a mentor. And I didn't know what to do. I was like, where do I look? And I literally was like praying. I was like, I really want a mentor. I really want someone who can invest in me. And and I just, I literally just saw a bloke. His name was John Hunter. He's a good guy. And I just, I, I went up to him and I went, I'd really like you to mentor me. And his face was like, uh, what? <laughs> and he was like okay maybe and we sort of talked it out and he was just a one sort of one generation above me a little bit and he could sort of just show me he was you know he was i think he was like 28 and i was 21 and, and he was like i'm okay let's let's spend you know let's have a coffee every couple of weeks let's let's chat about life I love this passage in 1 Corinthians 4, verse 15, which says this. Even if you had 10,000 guardians in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me. So much of what we learn isn't from taking in head knowledge and applying it it's from following the example of someone who we trust, someone who we just can see doing it. Imitate. Imitate me is what Paul says. And you know what? Sometimes we don't know who to imitate. Well, let's find someone to do that, someone who we know, is, who we admire and we think, oh, they're walking in the faith. I want to I learn how they would do this thing. I want to learn what they're doing, the way they do it. You know, in... in we've heard of the word disciple. Disciple means learner, and and rabbis would have disciples, learners, that would learn from the rabbi, and basically they would sort of have them at sort sort of, I don't know, like 14, something like that, and they'd start to follow the rabbi around. And basically, the joke is they would follow the rabbi in everything, Literally everything they were doing. And like the rabbis would get really annoyed at them. It's like, get out. This is a private occasion, if you know what I mean. Um, but it's like, they, they would literally want to learn from them in everything they're doing. They're I want to see the way that you wake up in the morning. I want to see the way that you do this and that. And they were so eager to learn. I feel like we could do something about that. We could, we could take something on that we learn from others. And just as Paul says, um, you don't have many guardians, but you have, uh, sorry, you have 10,000 guardians, but you don't have many fathers, he, what he's saying there, a guardian in, in in the time that he was talking about, was somebody who the parents would allocate to walk their children to to kind of the, the lessons of the day. It was somebody who'd basically look after them, and they'd kind of watch over them, and then when they get to sort of 12, 13, they would be released from the guardians to spend time with the parents the fathers or the mothers depending if they're male or female and he and paul is saying you've had loads of these guardians people that just watch over you what you need is fathers people who will spend time with you who will be who will give you who will give you access to their life to say i you know just do what i'm doing come alongside me learn the trade learn the trade of faith and you know what you you I would love it if we could have kids learning from youth and kids learning from students and young adults, uh, sorry, youth learning from students and students learning from young adults and young adults learning from not-so-young adults and then adults learning from whoever's above that because you know what? There's always someone who's older than you in the church and if there's not, there's always someone wiser. So find those people and learn from them and say, how do you do this? So where, where do we start? You've, you've sought someone, and you've, you've got your head right. You're thinking of the long haul. How do we then not only learn from others, but how do we invest in others? Well, I came to faith when I was a, a teenager, I was about 17, 18, and I, I got involved in a youth group, we used to go to a church, and one of the things that I remember so, so vividly is this ama- these amazing couples, two couples, uh, Matt and Lindsay, uh, Chris and Amy, if you're listening, you guys are awesome, um, and they, they, they were recent graduates, they'd moved back to the Midlands, I'm from Warsaw in the West Midlands, big up the West Midlands, um, and They'd move back to the Midlands, and they wanted to invest in the younger generation. And you know what? I, I, I know that they did some, like, churchy stuff, but the thing that I remember the most was just the conversations we had over food, uh, the coffees that we had, the time spent with them to just learn, how do you do this stuff? And you might be thinking, I'm not an influencer. I'm not a teacher. I've not been to theological college. I've not done the leadership development year at St. Nicholas Bristol. I don't know what to do to invest in someone else. Well, you know what? People don't need experts. They don't need these programs that are going to put them in here and they're going to work through and then boom, out the other end, they're an amazing Christian. They need people. They need people to guide them on that route. They need people that they can be friends with. They need older people that they can look up to, to say, I want to be like you. So let's start thinking like family. Let's start thinking like we have younger brothers and sisters, In the morning, we do something uh, called uh, family worship. Um, And I love that it's called family worship. Um, And not everybody likes that phrase, but I I interpret it that it includes the entire family of God. It includes those who are single, those who are married, those who are worshipping, those who are this high, and those who are this high. And the reason we do it you know what, isn't because we like dancing in front of other people. I absolutely hate dancing in front of other people. I don't come to church on a Sunday to start showing my moves to everybody because I don't have any, as you can see. Thanks, Mom. Um, but what I But what I do love is those young people who can't read yet, those young people who can't remember the words of the songs yet, but they can engage with the actions. And they're not going to get bored because they can see that, actually, look at those young people, those older people, those students, and that's, that's Andy and, and his family, and they're all doing the actions. Worshiping God must be good. And I know what I can do because I can do the actions too. And so when we do that, we do it for those that are smaller than us, those that have smaller faith than us, because we want to raise them. We want to invest in them for the long haul. And you know what? I don't care if I look a fool in front of everybody else. It's not about me, it's about God. (laughs) I've got a good little cheerleading squad down here. Um, So, who do you start with? Well, you know what, it starts by saying hello. Um, Just say hello to people who are different to you. Um, We we had a moment to say hello earlier, I'm not sure how many people managed it. Um, But if you're online, join a group Get to know people who are, who are not so much like you that you can learn from. If you're in the building and you're looking around, um, stay in your rule of six. Wait till you get outside and say hello to someone who is outside, who you've never met before. Introduce yourself. Ask them to be your mentor if you know them a little bit. Adults, let's start investing in younger adults. Adults. Let's start investing in students. Let's start investing in youth and the kids. You get the picture. And you know what? What's amazing is we all get to benefit from this, not just in the future, but for the now. There's a, a marshmallow still on this plate. Um, I, think, I think we should give these guys a round of applause. You all get a marshmallow. Well done. It was so good. I kind of hope that one of you would go for it, if I'm honest, and just sort of ruin everything. Um, (laughs) But you know what? When we think about the long haul, when we invest in others and we receive investment from those around us, we all get to benefit. So let's change our mindset, go long in faith. Let's get started, find brothers and sisters to invest in, and mothers and fathers of faith who we can learn from, and let's seek to invest in the long haul. Let's be a church family that lasts. I'm going to pray. Yeah, God, we thank you so much for all that you have done for us, that you made a way that we would be adopted into your family as sons and daughters of the King. And right now, Lord, in this place, God, we We just thank you that that we are brothers and sisters for all of those online, all of those in the building, that we might not, even though we might not feel like it, we barely even know each other, some of us, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. And Lord, I pray that you'd continue to teach us what that means. Continue to teach us to look out for those who we need to look out for, those we need to invest in. And God, show us your heart for your church, for your family. Show us your heart for this city. And Lord, reveal your heart for us. Your Father's heart for us, we pray. Thank you, Lord.